Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, our first podcast of the week. It is Tuesday, December 17th, 2019. My gosh, one exciting day, huh? You know what I just realized right now what as I just said realize? that? Because we were supposed to do a show yesterday. It was canceled last second. Yes. And I went through all the stuff at the end as far as whose birthday it is and how much is well, it, we'll are they worth. Both. We'll do them tonight. I'm just saying, it's not going to be accurate for December 17th. I got December 16th ready well, to that's go. that's fine. Sorry that I got called out for drinks with the lovely Katie Temple. How's that different from every other night? When, oh, yeah. She said something to me last night, Dave. What'd she say? She said that we had a caller on one of the shows say that they saw her hammered falling off a bar stool where we were last night at New News. Now, I remember a lot of things that happened over the years on the show, and you would think... If somebody said that about her, I would remember. Yeah. I swear, Dave, I have no... I told her, I said, I have no memory of that. She's probably like, well, thanks for bringing it up on the podcast where everything's fine. I don't she remember said this that either. Like, Did she say we protected her? We usually do. Yeah, we... I mean, I'm not sure we made a huge effort, but we probably... You know, we probably said, I don't know... She was probably hammered, but let's not get crazy and say she fell off yeah. a bar stool. She doesn't have vertigo. Yeah. She's classy. And she paid her goddamn tab. <laughs> you know, I remember about 10 years ago, mm. all right, I was at a wedding, and I happened to be at the same table she was at. Was Josh Rosenberg at this wedding? No, he wasn't at this wedding. Well, I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. That's very funny to say. <laughs> you don't have to be such a dick about it. No, I'm just thinking they wouldn't know each other. The pe- person who got married. Oh. Well, it doesn't fucking matter. It was Mike Lamar's wedding. Oh, okay. Okay, so whatever. Mikey doesn't care. He's proud to have Katie there. I'd be proud to have Katie there. Hell yeah. And you text me because I tell you who's at my table. <laughs> yeah. And you started making jokes about someone and she was there. And then all of a sudden I had a little too much to drink. Shocker. And I had to start reading your text out. Loud. Oh, my God. Get me killed. Dude, get me killed. I Like my wife was just pinching my leg. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. You're embarrassing all How'd of that us. Work? It was horrible. I felt bad about it. Uh, Katie Temple is awesome. She's, She's awesome. Great. And. So we had said a couple of weeks ago, uh, she has a, f- a friend. She goes, hey, I want you to talk to this guy. He's cool. We did about a year ago. Went up for beers. And Rick had- Monday. It was not Rick Shit, Monday. I suck at this game. Dang it. And it was not Joe Simpson. <laughs> uh, and so this guy, kind of a mover and shaker in San Diego. Yeah. Said, hey, why don't we get the group back together? And it was cool. So uh, excited. And who knows? May have a little trickle-down effect for the gutty little podcast. So, cool. uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Dave, what a weekend for me. Yeah. It started off Friday. Where I went uh, to the Bubba Paris Holiday Happy Hour. We'll, we'll talk God, about my this, Friday. This feels like a month ago now. Doesn't it? Yeah. Talk about my Friday and then your Friday, and then we'll work our way through the weekend because it was incredibly fun. And on Friday night, I walk in. uh, I miss Dave Roberts, but I did see Bernie Wilson. Our friend Ben Gallup from the Nationals was great to see. A couple other guys. Was Bud Black this year? Was there here this year? He's always there. Bud did not make it. A.J. Preller did not make it. Um but who do I see? Son of a bitch. If I don't see, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, why aren't you down there at that soccer game tonight? Is that what he said to you? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And he's like, 
old media could probably use you. I go, you don't get it. Old media is you. Hey, I'm not that much older than I, no. <laughs> I told him. I said, no, listen to me. Old media is radio newspapers. Oh, New media is bloggers and uh, and podcast guys, whatever. Anyways, I got yeah. to meet Braden, who works on his show. Okay. You know what I really liked about that kid, Dave? He grew up here in San Diego. He always listened to sports talk radio. He kind of went to school. He interned for a little bit, and he worked his way in. One incredibly nice kid. I, no joke. I don't know that kid, but Coach's show has gotten so much better since he started putting him on. He's a really nice kid. He has kid. somebody to balance and, and bounce things off of, which has made the show run much better. Yeah, and uh, we had a lot of fun laughing. And then uh, Braden took off, and Dave, I went to dinner. It was me, my buddy Ben from the Nats, who's been Coach's buddy for since they were in, I think, middle school. Yeah. Uh, another friend of ours, John, and Coach. And we went down the street and had a burger and beer. God damn, dude. I'm telling you, Dave, as much as we mess around with him, he is the nicest guy in San Diego. And his goddamn stories, he's just great. Good. So I'm sorry that I missed. Uh, and he does, uh, here's the other thing that I want to point out. Why yeah. I love Coach. He couldn't give less of a shit of anything that is ever said as Coach on this show. He yeah. doesn't care. You're right. He still likes you. For some reason, he still puts up with my bullshit. We laughed our ass <laughs> off for like three hours. But uh, was he wearing a suit? He was not. Really? He was not. And congrats to Jay Paris, who did uh, that whole holiday happy hour that he does. Yeah. Man, they got a bunch of clothes for families that are a little uh, kind of on rough times right now. Bub did a really nice thing, really nice tribute to Super his father cool. who passed away. And it was great. But on Friday night, at one of my favorite places, Pachanga Arena. And people think I'm being snarky. I'm not. No, you love it. I love it. that place. Uh, it was old media against new media. Yeah. And I saw a few pictures, but not much else. You had a chance to participate. Woods broke this thing down the other day like it was Game 7 of the World Series. Let's not, let's not get crazy, okay? But for you, how was the experience? You know what? It was great seeing people. The first person I saw was Eddie from the show. Oh, nice. Okay, so I met Eddie's wife, which I've never met before. I've known Eddie, God, 25 years at least. At least. And I met his kids, which I had never oh, met his kids before. Oh, no way. Nice. Which was, was cool. And then him and I walked in together, and he was on the other team. I'm on this team. And we all shared this, the same locker room. I mean, so yeah. him and I caught up and what's going on and uh, we, we walked by the locker room four times, even realized we just kept walking and talking, but finally found where we needed to go. And, and Woods is all dressed, ready to, to go in his goalie shirt. And, you know, his headband, number, dude, a headband he's on. a nut. When he got a massage, like right before. What? Yeah. They had, they had, I give Elston credit. Elston did a great job. The soccer's did a great job. They gave yeah. everybody gift bags with you oh, know, nice. scarves and hats and, and, uh, cups to drink out of, and uh, like three bottles of tequila each. And, oh wow! Nice. Yeah, so that, I mean, they they gave the, the soccer's were first class all the way through. Great, and um, it, it was great seeing you know certain guys that were there. But Woods was into it like it was Game Seven of the World Series. You know what, Dave? I had a feeling about him on yeah. Friday. I had a feeling he was that guy thinking he's on the uh, NHL bench and doing ammonia poppers. Dude, he was. Dude, he was just had smelling salt. Non-stop. Stop. 
Swear to God, him. This him. guy is the. He's a second grade crossword puzzle. That's how yeah. easy he is to figure out. <laughs> he, he and smelling salt and him and Hammer just kept throwing it back and forth. And I was like, all right, look at these fuckers. What a tool. <laughs> Come on. Are we the only guy in his life that tells him he's a fucking tool? Dude, here's the, the best. I know why, and I've never met Hammer before until the other day. Yeah. I know why he keeps Hammer around. Hammer makes him look normal. <laughs> Hammer is a complete spaz. He's Good a complete whack job. The guy Steve like, said he's great. He attempted like three bicycle kicks into nothing. The ball wasn't even coming. All of a sudden, he just well, has a bicycle kick. Like, how many soccer balls do you see out here? Where, what are you doing? Me, that I would have liked to see. That guy would have immediately, Woods has told me, <clears throat> he goes, dude, this guy's great. Yeah. And if I would have seen that, I would have said, listen, you asshole. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay. so I the, love that. That kid's immediately a star. He is. He's a radio guy. When I said spaz, I meant like in a good way, meaning this is FM radio. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And the guy looks like Freddie Mercury, and, you know, from from Queen. I mean, you got the stash? Exactly. Hey, so you haven't seen, you got to look at your Twitter thing when you go under uh, Woods and look at the video him and Hammer posted where they okay, walk out. I saw they were walking around and I meant to watch it. Dude, is it it's, great? It's it, it made me laugh, and it's them walking out cocky as can be. That okay, they just won. They don't oh, say shit. a word. Okay, and it's it it's so ridiculous. It's uh, it, it <laughs> but it cracks me up because okay. I love Woods because he he's he's our guy, you know. And yeah. so out of everybody in there, it was so great to see him. But I'm watching him from across the room, and he's doing shots of tequila, then smelling salt. What and it's is like, with this guy? Right when you think this fucking guy Scott we, uh, Weiland's like, calm down, dude. <laughs> so, hold on. Here's the story that made me laugh. And Woods is gonna gonna come on the show in a couple weeks. He's he has Why? vacation. He has a vacation coming up. He has some stuff that he can tell us yeah, well, uh, well, about. Uh, there's a story in there you're gonna like about 1090 about how he missed some time. He's gonna tell the whole story in here wh- why he missed time and well, we how got, things went down. We'll see. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll preview that story and see. No, so, we'll so, let that out. So here's back the in. here's the story that made me laugh because okay. do you remember when you and I back in in 2001, right after 9/11, we took a group of listeners to Dallas. Yeah. And the Chargers are playing the Cowboys, and we saw Eddie on Saturday night before the Charger game at the Angels Rangers game. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You, Jeff and I are watching TV right now. The Rangers are. You, me, and Al Horton were out. There. Yeah. And yeah. what did Al Horton go on that trip? Yeah, your, Al okay. Horton. He was engineer. But your brother was there. Yep. And my wife was there. Yeah. It was hot as shit. And you guys were in black. I don't know. We're black. It was fucking hot as hell, though. It was really hot. It was a night game, though. We went to a night game. It was a fucking 180 degrees. Where was that game that you told her to dress in all black? No, I don't it know. It was the told, cowboy it, game. Yeah, it was the, the next, next day. day. And she's right underneath that hole in the roof. That's what it was. And just burned up. Yeah. All right. Well, I knew on that trip, I just didn't have the right thing. Okay. Okay. That's so right. remember, we ran into Eddie because when he was part of the Mikey show, he was in Dallas. Right. Okay. So at the time, we didn't know Woods and stuff, but Woods was a major salesman for that show. He was in radio sales for Eddie's show in Dallas. At that time? I don't think it was at that time, but it was in Dallas. Okay. Okay. And so they knew each other from back then. And Woods and Eddie are telling a story about how Eddie's, they're throwing this crazy party. Okay. And and Woods is like on the second level and the cops come to shut it down and everything. And this fucking guy is smoking a heater. Woods. And Woods. And right when their cops are ready to let everybody go, he fucking <laughs> flicks his cigarette out, hits the cop right oh, in the chest. Oh, no. Almost like hits his badge. Fucking, he's getting cuffed. <laughs> and Eddie has to talk the policeman into letting him go. <laughs> Guy. Sales guy. Fucking sales e- guy. He's not even edgy Steve at this no, point. No, he's not edgy Steve. He's, he's Steve. He's dork Steve. Yeah, yeah. Home pilot Steve. Yeah, yep. 
going and, around talking to solar guys. Yeah, and he flicks a heater right into a cop's what chest. What a tool. It was funny like as shit. every radio sales guy. <laughs> Doesn't that explain a lot now that we know he's a sales guy? Oh, my gosh. And so, uh, anyway, it was it was great seeing so many people. It was uh, obviously the, the guys on the new media guys were fantastic. I ran into um, two things. Maddie Sinclair from KUSI. She did a story on Jake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the spring. Sure. She told me that story is up for an Emmy. Oh, wow. Which was cool. I, you know, I hope she gets it, but it was it was cool. That's and really nice. So we had a nice conversation for about 20 minutes before the game, and then the game starts, and I kicked the ball into her at 100 miles an hour like fucking foosball. I felt terrible, dude. Nice. I smoked her. The one person I didn't want to hit was her. Yeah, really classy. <laughs> really nice. Sorry. So we, we, they play the game. Okay. Woods' team is stacked. A stack for fucking media. Yeah. Our guys, I got Jordan Carruth. That's about it. <laughs> All right. Okay. What and- about my boy H.J.? H.J. might as well have been just like me. I mean, fuck, dude. H.J. is a super good guy, but fuck, you're not a soccer player. Damn it. That's my boy. Not a soccer guy. All right. And so none of those. Fine. Yeah, uh, fine. I mean, again, you look at their guys, you look at our guys. Browner looks like an athlete. He's not a soccer player. God damn, that's my other boy, yeah, J.B. He, he can't do shit. He, didn't, right. he couldn't do anything. But the, the guy that was a stud was Cabana Boy Jeff, which was crazy. Dude, let me tell you about that guy. Yeah. So for years, when you and I were at KFMB or ESPN, anywhere yeah. but in iHeart yep. with Cabana, we fucking, we'd fuck with him, yep. we'd fuck with Joe Hayes, all these guys. Dude, he is such a good fucking dude. When yeah. you told me that, when Woods told me, Jeff Allen is just, he's old school radio, Yep, he's a grinder, he's a lifer, and he was crushing it, huh? He was he was by far the best player. He scored two of the three goals. He was Is insane, that right, dude. He was it was ridiculous. Now hang on, let me ask you. And you know I'm not being a yeah. dick. Let yeah. me just ask you. It was he just is he that good or was he the best of that group? He was the best of the idiots. But yeah. that's still pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. He's a great I, yeah. dude. I mean, every, there were guys there that used to be athletes at some point, but he was the best one. Yeah, he's a, he's now, uh, that's funny. Now cool. there's there's this guy. I'm sorry if, if anybody knows this. The the goalie for us was supposed to be a ringer that Woods brought in, Patty. This fucking guy, dude, just takes off downfield and he gets the ball instead of kicking it down or throwing it to somebody. He's just going to go one on fucking five by himself and try oh. and go in end. Okay. Fucking kicks it into the crowd. Then they fucking score when no one's in goal. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Hi, guy. He sandbagged. He did. He sandbagged. It was like wrestling. Woods completely fucked us. He went NWO. He did. (laughs) He had Hollywood Hulk Hogan playing goal. God dang, that guy, he's... He won't pull any uh, punches. Yeah. I do admire that. Fucking Woods. I did laugh when it was all over. Woods and Cabana Boy Jeff, the only guys that broke a sweat. Like, no one's sweating. You know, fucking Woods, it meant the world to him. Um, it was it was awesome. It was it was a good time seeing. Did Steve try to get on the mic to thank the crowd for coming out? That would be his move. <laughs> like he's uh, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> he held up the start of the second half because he's thanking the crowd. Hey everybody, uh, Steve Woods, come on, get out of here, <laughs> fucking guy. Woods, it was it was great. Uh, it was great seeing him when we spoke in the parking lot, Paul uh, Woods and I, before we left and yeah, and gone out. We went, but um, dude, I didn't blow up my Achilles. That's what I was afraid of. Good for I, you. I, I didn't plan on playing, but I ran out there, and that was it. It was overall, it was a good time seeing the guys that you that you like. I mean, it was yeah. There's no one in there you hate. You and I talk a lot of shit, but there was no one there. No, that's cool. The people that we hate. Put it this way: everybody that we mention on there, as we say all the time, we like those guys. Like yeah. we accept his coach all the time. It's hilarious. He likes coach. Oh yeah, it's my yeah. guy. 
I went but, to dinner with them yeah, Friday that's what night. I'm we had a blast. Um, Saturday, Dave, I did something that I never would have thought, but uh, my mom had a birthday about two weeks ago, yep. and her dog passed away. She had a retired uh, guide dog that just was fine on Thanksgiving, got sick over Thanksgiving weekend, passed away on Monday. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, and so, you know, just kind of put her in a funk. She just had been in a funk. And uh, I knew what I was doing Sunday. My kids kind of had plans on Saturday. So I took my mom for her birthday to the Reagan Library. Cool. And I would say for anybody in our generation that grew up when Reagan was your president, and again, this isn't about being Republican or Democrat. This is just about going up to Simi Valley and checking it out. Man, we did it as part of a little group. How long did it take you to get there? Uh, it was cool, man. We did it with this little tour group from San Diego. So they, we left at like eight. We were up there at 11. They okay. gave you a catered lunch and then they turned you loose. But he, his air force one, the air force one plane that was in business from 75 through, I think like 91, uh, is there at the library. Maybe a lot of you saw that incredible picture that the LA Times had back in October at the fire. Yeah. Where the fires got within 200 yards of the library. Man, you go right in, Dave. You're just walking through Air Force One. They've got Marine One, the helicopter there. But then you go through and it's the suit he was wearing on the day when John Hinckley shot him. His handwritten diaries are there. All these note cards from speeches that he gave. I mean, it's it's huge yeah. American history, and and for us, funny. It's funny because I felt like I was the youngest guy in the bus by about yeah. forty years, and that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> but you're hearing people like, "Well, this is great to be here." Not a goddamn chance you catch me at the Nixon Library. And I go, oh, <laughs> "Is shit. that right?" Yeah, that they're right? all grumbling. <laughs> they're all going nuts. But uh, man, it was really fun to go up there, and I would. Highly, like I said, for anybody, I don't think my kids would get it. No, they wouldn't. Kind of like not I was now, saying, not at this age. I was saying to my mom, I was like, "Well, if I was thirteen, and you're like, hey, let's go to the Harry Truman Museum,' I'd be like, what? <laughs> Who? Um, <laughs> but if you were there and around, <clears throat> we were, we were back here by eight o'clock. I spent two, three hours up there. Did you love it? She loved it, cool. man. And that that was the great thing because uh, it kind of got her out of her funk, and she. Uh, yeah, she had a blast and got to see everything. So, yeah, I would say go up and check that out. I was looking at your pictures, and they have obviously looks like uh, rebuilt the Oval Office. Oh, man, Dave, that is really wild. Yeah. does What's it like in there? Like, how big is it? The guy working told a really cool story because when that library opened, Reagan was alive and, and like, lucid and, yeah. and a big part of it. And you go in, and the guy said, this is built exactly to scale. And when the original layout was designed, the height of the roof was going to be like they were standing in the area, and they were... um, The way the guy described it was they kind of had the outline of it, but they hadn't started putting things in. And Reagan came in and said, this isn't right. And they measured it, and it was three or four inches shorter than the actual Oval Office. Yeah. And he said, you got to fix this. It has to be. So they dug out the ground 
So you kind of come from like a museum and you walk down these steps to get into the Oval Office. But they said he wanted anybody coming in to get the feeling of what it is. So the guy said, man, to the, to the square inch, it's an exact replica of the Oval Office as it is probably today with Trump or Obama, Clinton, yeah. either the Bush, uh, either George Bush and back to Reagan. Yeah, it's cool. You walk in and how, it feels how big like is there. it? Like right now, obviously we're in a, in a room. No one else understands what I'm saying. Yeah, from from the size we are right now, wall to wall, is is it bigger or smaller? Um, probably from door to wall, probably about as long. And then I'd add, um, you know, it, again, I mean, it's yeah. actually oval. Yeah. But I would say probably add another uh, ten yards going really? out. Yeah. So bigger than I would, I would guess. Oh yeah, the desk oh, wow. and, and they've got everything and the couches and man, you just stand in there. The guy's like, yeah, kind of cool. crazy, right? You can yeah. lose yourself. So I don't know. I like stuff like that. Yeah, me too. So uh, highly recommended for anybody because just to walk through for Air Force One or Marine One, the helicopter, knowing that they had been used for part of our lifetime. Yeah. And then Dave, the yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. The Oval Office is pretty wild to go in there. Really cool. Good deal. All right. Tell me about Sunday. This is what I want to know about. Well, all right. Yeah. Sunday was cool. So we had said um, about six weeks ago, I think it was, Mike Costa sends a text message to me and Dave. And I don't feel like Rosie he wasn't was, on it initially. At the first part, it yeah. was just you, me, and Mike. Yeah. And Mike said, hey, guys, what do you think of at the end of December we make a run for Oakland to go to the final Raiders game at the Coliseum. <clears throat> and I, I say this tongue in cheek, but it's exactly true. When I got here as a kid, yeah, my older brother is four years older than me, uh, said, hey, man, what are we going to do? Are we going to be Charger fans? And at that time, Laz is on TV and Lyndon King and yeah. Billy Shields, all guys we got to meet through the years and all really great guys that had hysterical stories. But when you're 13, you're like, I don't know. These guys have yellow pants. <laughs> and we came from an area where they taught you at a young age, don't eat yellow snow. Yeah. So anything associated with yellow was bad. And uh, so what the fuck? Is there a tornado down I here know. in the 90s? Did it like, so fucking windy. Um, so I determined at 13 that I was going to be a Raider fan. Yeah. And on that team was Lester Hayes. We've gone through it. We know everything. Yep. Saw plenty of games at the Coliseum as Dave did. And then my brother and I have told this story. We saw a game at the Coliseum like 20 years ago. And goddamn, it's such a war zone. But I loved it. It's honestly one of my favorite things I'd ever done in sports. So knowing that the Raiders were leaving and Mike's idea to go up there, I immediately said, I'm in. Yeah. And that's probably one of the benefits of being divorced. You don't have to clear anything. You're yeah. like, fuck it. I'm going. So I was in. Dave and Josh were going to try to go. Mike was in. And then at some point, because Josh Rosenberg, who's a 49ers fan, yeah, but lives in the Bay Area, we said, let's reach out to Rosie. And Rosie said, I'm in. So we get incredibly excited. And... uh Unfortunately, Dave and Josh couldn't make it, so it's me, Rosie, and Mike. But the thing was that we were kind of keeping an eye on ticket prices because we knew it was the final game, and StubHub was like 400 a yeah. ticket. 
And we finally determined that we were just going to wait it out to the day because the hope was that prices were going to drop and we could walk out of there with an actual ticket stub as opposed to a digital ticket from the last game. So Mike and I flew to Oakland at uh, 8, whatever it was, 8.30 on Sunday. So what time? Did you have to be at the airport at 8.30? you have to be there? Earlier? No, the flight. We, we had a... We had a we were going to fly up at 10:15, okay. and then the night before we changed it. So we flew out at 8:30, which was good, because you get to the Oakland airport and you can take a shuttle to the Coliseum. But then when you get to the Coliseum, you have to buy, you have to pay for what you just did, and it's basically like 200 people lined up in front of a vending machine. There's not anybody there selling tickets, and nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> So Mike and I were like, shit, man, we're glad we got here. But we get in. Mike had done something really, really smart, which was took advantage of being a media member and applied for a credential. Yeah. And got one. So he said, hey, I've got a credential. I said, great. You go pick it up. He gives me uh, 200 cash. So he goes, find a ticket because I want to hang with you guys and and we'll do it. So Rosie and I start walking the parking lot. I have to tell you, Dave, it was unbelievable. It was goddamn unbelievable. <laughs> the rap music is on volume 20. Yeah. There are dozens of people just jumping up and down and going crazy. I swear to God, there are so many hot Raider chicks. Yeah. I say this all the time. I don't know if you guys think I'm bullshitting. Dave knows I'm not bullshitting. I should have been raised in National City because every chick that looks like Lisa Lisa is my fucking kryptonite. I can't take it. And there were more hot Filipino, Asian, black, Latino chicks. I wanted to cry. I was like, and sorry. Their rack is hanging out and they're all in Raider colors. Yeah. God. I was like, this is heaven. This is goddamn heaven. But as Rosie and I are making our way around, what we're realizing, coming to a very quick realization is, this is unlike any place you go. Yeah. These fuckers just came here to party. They they didn't come here to scalp tickets. Yeah. They're like, dude, it's Raiders. We came here to drink and turn up the rap music and look at every hot East Bay chick. Yeah. No, we don't have tickets. So... I'm working StubHub. Yeah. StubHub is holding a two fifty a ticket. Rosie's like, I got a hundred cash. I'm like, what? That asshole only walked in with a hundred. He's a school teacher, Dave. You know. So uh but we're having a great time. It gives the tribe a bad name. <laughs> you take that back. I can say it. I can say it. You take that back. So he says to me. We're just out. Rosie and I are just having a blast. Mike has gone up to get his credential. Yeah. And I'm I'm working the floor for us. So we are talking about this stupid show and John Butler and Eddie McGuire. <laughs> and he goes, uh, Josh tells me, he goes, you know, there's times when I feel bad for Ed. I go, yeah, I do too. He goes, yeah. what do you mean you do too? Yeah. You're the guy responsible Dude, for everything. I got to look at him. Like I pass him in the hallway once a, once a week. Ed? Yeah. Yeah. Every time you want to walk in the Charger locker room, he's the first guy I see on the left. I told Josh, I said, I feel bad for Ed at times, too. 
But we're we're walking and the whole thing. So we're getting close now. It's good. I mean, they've done the flyover. We see Ricky Henderson walking in. Oh, we yell cool. to Ricky, which is great. And uh, now now they've done the flyover of the anthem, and now it's kickoff. And so now we got to find a way to get in. Oh, and shit. there's still no fucking tickets. Oh no. Anywhere. So Costas texts me, "How's it going?" I go, "We're fucked." <laughs> You didn't say that, did you? I texted Mike back. I go, we're fucked. Oh, no. And I said to Rosie, I go, are we going to get fucked here today? Are we going to just walk around looking for uh, bacon dogs and go, this is our experience? Oh, shit. So now the game started. How did Josh get there, by the way? Did you take the bar He drove in. He just drove in and paid for parking? Yeah, he drove in and paid. Um, Yeah, he should have taken the bar. He would have had 130 for his ticket. Um, So we're walking around, and next thing you know, the EMTs, have this goddamn Mexican guy yeah. on a stretcher. And they're wheeling him. <laughs> they're wheeling him to like the back of like a golf cart, right? Yeah. So I go to Rosie. I go, watch this. I'm going to go offer that fucker 30 bucks for his ticket. And Rosie's like, what? I go, he's, he's, they're wheeling him the fuck out of here. He needs help with his copay. I'm going to give him 30 bucks right now. So we're looking at this guy, and his eyes are all squinting. And goddamn, if this guy doesn't projectile vomit, no way on him and the EMT. Oh fuck! The EMT, fuck! <laughs> and I said to Rosie, I go, "This, I'm only giving him twenty five bucks now because that ticket's gonna stink, and I want to keep it." This guy, Dave, proceeds to puke on himself like four more oh, times. Uh, uh, uh. Rosie's like, "God damn it, I can't look at this anymore." <laughs> So we realize now it's getting deeper into the first quarter. Now we realize that the only tickets that are being for sale are club level seats because everybody that bought an upper level or a ticket to get in, they fucking kept them. Yeah. Now the Raiders, for whatever reason, didn't take the tarps off of Mount Davis. That's it ridiculous. made no sense. So a guy comes by and he goes, hey, I got two premium seats. I want 400 for him. I want 400 bucks. I'm like, dude, we yeah. can't do it. But he's literally the only guy yeah. that's got any tickets. I go, man, I would do it. Rosie's like, I got 100 bucks. I'm like, I know. <laughs> if I was disappointed an hour ago when you told me the first <laughs> no, fucking time. Ever, Dave, I swear to God, I honestly will tell you. He and I were having so much goddamn fun that if we would have got fucked and stayed in that parking lot, yeah, I just we laughed so much. We were having such a great time. I was having a hundred percent. I mean this sincerely, not just because Rosie listens. Yeah, it was so much goddamn fun. I Good. was like, "We'll wait here to the fourth quarter. Somebody <laughs> walking out will give us a ticket stub for fi- we're fine." Yeah, the guy comes back and we're looking at his seats and we know they're good. And he goes, uh, "I'll take three hundred for both." I said, fuck it. I gave him 200. Rosie gave him the 100. We got in. Yeah. You go in, and it is just this mass swarm of people. But where's Costa? Costa's. In the press box? Well, I'll get to that. Okay. So Costa's got a credential. So for me, Dave, what I'm thinking, anybody who gets it buying a scalper ticket, you know, they're like, look, I got to get me and Rosie in. And in my mind, I thought Mike's in the box. I'm going to give him his 200 bucks cash back. So he's in for free and we're good. Rosie and I get to our seats. We're uh, behind the end zone. We're in the middle of a bunch of season ticket holders, kind of like families yeah. and everything. It was 
fucking great. It was elbow to elbow. The place was packed. The emotion was high. The whole thing. I didn't find out till later on that Mike had moved to a seat. Okay. So Mike was like 10 sections to my right. So that really, to be as much as we, that bummed me out because Mike ended up kind of by himself. But I was kind of in a jam trying to get me and Rosie yeah. in. And uh, I just wanted to get us in. And Mike was in. And so he'll get over it. Do you still have Mike's money? No, I gave it back to him. Fast, <laughs> fast pay makes fast friend. But I've seen everything the last couple of days talking about how awful it was and how just it really wasn't. That's blown out of proportion. The game ends, and I did see a couple of water bottles come down to the field. But I've seen similar things yeah, at course. the queue. It was not like a hundred were thrown down. There were a couple. Yeah. A guy throws nachos down and i flash back to don orsillo and jerry remy talking about the pizza that's awesome um but then more time goes by one random guy jumps over the wall in the black hole the cops are on that guy in a minute yeah. and david was very reminiscent people may remember there were two final games for the chargers yeah. the first final game was the night when uh when rivers and gates did the lap and Weddle was there yeah. with Mike and it was incredibly emotional and none of us wanted to leave that night. And then we found out, well, they're staying for another year. And then January 1st, 2017, when it did end against yeah. the chiefs, it was very similar to what I saw 48 hours ago. People, you know, a little bit of grumbling and yep. people packed up and left. And the Raiders don't even put thank you, Oakland on the really? board. Just like I, I don't even I don't remember, but I don't feel like the Chargers did that. And uh, you know, man, I will say this: it was very similar to what I felt at Qualcomm that night. Yeah. While I'm a Raider fan and not a Charger fan, I remember looking down at all the people that had been season ticket holders for ten years yeah. or longer, who get to know all the people around you. You see each other 10 times a year. You've done it for how many years? It's your bond. Of course. And then it ends and you're like, now what? And I was right back in that in the middle. Yeah. One guy, 95, guy next to me for nine years. And they were so nice to me and Rosie. Uh, and we just, you know, we hung out and took it all in. But dude, at the end, people were just bummed. And yeah. then when you left, uh, I left and, and went out. I... I mean, I not guys. I was there at least for an hour after the game. I didn't see any fights. Yeah. I didn't see any trash cans. Were there fires. any Jacksonville fans there? There was one guy. Jesus. There's one guy where we're walking in. Yeah. Mike and I are walking in, and fans are like, "Hey, fuck you!" <laughs> guys are like, uh, "What? Fuck you! Nice colors, asshole!" <laughs> but when you walk into that stadium, yeah, it's crazy because you come from the. Bar I've never been in there. Man, Never been in that stadium. You come from the BART and you walk this long tunnel, and the tunnel is covered with chain link fence. Wow. And I said to Mike, I go, I think you fucked me over. I think we're being incarcerated, <laughs> you asshole. Um, so now, yesterday, yeah. Mike has Rosie on the show. Okay. Mike and Judd. And so I'm in the car at lunch, and I'm like, Oh, this would be great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing a recap of uh, the trip. Hey, long time. 
family member? What is that? What does that mean? Why is everybody a family member now? Is that like the old P1 from the show? Is that what they do? Josh Rosenberg. Josh and I had such a great time yesterday in Oakland. Like, you weren't even there. You went and got a fucking credit. I was, you were on the flight with them. I was on the flight with Mike. You would have never known that. You would have never known. Uh, and again. Wait, Mike completely left you out of the story? You would have thought that Mike and Josh were uh, Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon in whatever that fucking movie is. Were Stuck they, on you. Yeah. Walking around the Oakland yeah. Coliseum. Yeah. Rosie probably saw Mike combined for a five-hour day for 30 minutes. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Josh, you know, we walked around. Well, we saw it halftime. And again, I thought Mike was in the box. Yeah. I'm under a tight budget yeah. restraint. I didn't want to fuck Mike over. But then I find out Mike's by himself five sections over. But, Josh, you know, you and I yesterday, and you're like, oh, well, it is. <laughs> you can't say my name on that station. Well, Brian Long would lose his shit. I died laughing because yeah, I was like. Well, a couple things. One is, I guess he wouldn't feel comfortable saying no, your name. No, you can't. You can't say your name. No, Two is, you literally told Brian Long to go fuck his fist. Yes. And I continue to, I continue to endorse that feeling. Dave, I'll tell you one thing. That little Rosenberg, he's a good little son of a bitch. But I'll tell you what, Brian Long's a fuck face. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. But uh, Costa. <laughs> Did you text Mike at all to go, hey, thanks for the mention. It was a great story. No, and the funny thing was, I told you yesterday, I go, look, I'm not going to bring it up tomorrow night. Fuck that. Oh, it's hilarious. So fucking funny. You were literally there. You were with the guy from 8 in the morning. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, like, we were saying, um, if if you and Josh would have come up, yeah. like we talked about, me, Rosie, Mike... To me, my buddies and I have this attitude that we we got to get in the venue. Yeah. We got to get in the venue. So I had 300 ready to go cash. Mike had 300 ready to go cash. If Mike hadn't got a credential, we probably would have bought two club level seats and just said, fuck it. We're going to high roll it and just yeah. go to get in. But I would have said, if they would have said... Um, if Mike and, and Josh would have said, hey, look, that's a little rich for me. And if the dude would have sold me one for 300, I would have said, listen, man, no feelings hurt. Let's all just get in yeah. and we'll circle back at halftime. Yeah. No feelings hurt or anything else. I, but am I a weirdo for that? Could you, if I would have said, if we went up there as five. And oh, go, no, we got to go in. I would have been really pissed if we didn't get in. So if we would have said, hey, listen, this dude has two right here. Yeah. And you guys are like, dude, I got 600. Yeah. And we're like, dude, you go in, yeah. you take it. 100%. I got to get in. Even right. if I wasn't sitting next to if I went in there with jo my Josh, Rosie, you, Mike, everybody, and none of us were sitting with each other, I, at least I was there. Right. We're, and, he, and you experienced it there, and we talked about it afterwards. Fuck it. We're all in. We're all in. Yeah. I got to get in. I'm not yeah. going and not getting in. So that's why, while I was bummed that I didn't yeah. get to sit with Mike, Mike got in for free, which yeah. was great. I was... Very yeah. happy he did that. And, uh, yeah, I would have liked to have him. But, dude, nobody was giving those tickets yeah. up. So just to be there and to experience it all, uh, but to hang with Rosie was insanely fun. You know what sucks is that 
I didn't, I didn't see the the game, but I was following on my computer. I was at the Viking Charger game, which was fucking terrible. But yeah, I'm following along because I really wanted the Raiders to win their last game. So did game, we. And know? not just as a Raider fan day. But for the day, fans. Yeah. For the people in Oakland who are getting fucked. Like I wanted the Chargers exactly to beat right. Kansas City. And so today, I really wasn't aware of what happened until I saw the way the game ended with referees. Yeah. And a minute awful. should have come off the clock. Oh, yeah, at least. And Minshew should have never had time to get no. the, throw the game-winning touchdown pass, and they completely fucked the Raiders over. Yeah. And they fucked all the fans and the memory of everything, of oh, complete. walking to your car when it's all said and done, and we won our last game. And, hell, even Josh Jacobs played, who was sitting – because I would have never played. I only played great. for the fans. Yeah. they. Uh, for people that didn't see it, if you're watching the Charger game, um, the Raiders are up 16-13. They had been up 16-6 to at halftime. I thought it was 16-3 to at one point, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. But I think it was 16-6 to at halftime. And uh, Jaguars are down to one timeout. It's about 2.05 to go in the game. Derek Carr slides, and he's clearly in bounds. Yep. The referees, so it should run it down to the two-minute yes. warning, first down, and... Uh, they stop the clock. And then, yeah, it'll run down, and the Jaguars can only stop at one yeah. time, and we cruise out. The referees first determine that Carr went out of bounds, and then because he took too long to get back to the huddle, um, they delay a game. So not to five-yard penalty. It's uh, whatever. Basically, the Jags have two timeouts left on top of this. Yes. And then, but the Raiders drive... Dan Carlson comes out, misses a field goal. Jesus. Offsides on the Jaguars. They miss. They move it up five yards. And he fucking misses again. Jesus. Fucking so now the Jaguars get the ball at the 50-yard line. Yeah. And the Raiders' defense, who had been so great all time, or not even that. They got it at the 35. The Jags go 65 yards in a minute 10 with one timeout. Yeah. And the Raiders just fall apart. And then driving back towards us to win it, Carr completely misses that Tyrell Williams is wide open in front of us and throws to the opposite end, just throws it up and gets batted down. You walk out of there. But um, I was so distracted, Dave, by the hot ethnic chicks that were there. <laughs> and I just, I just, I don't know. I was just, I was like, shit. I'm glad you guys went. Honestly, I yeah, think that, that's it really great. cool that you went. And then you, you said uh, afterwards you had time, so you went over to the Warriors. Yeah, so Rosie had to get home. Costa flew home because he had a show on Monday. Apparently it was good. <laughs> and uh, I was listening I was listening to Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Um, but I had like six hours to kill. Yeah. So I go, well, fuck it. And I, I lived in London. For a year, and in yeah. London, it's all public transportation. So I'm like, well, the BART's not going to be hard for me to figure out. So I just said, hey, how do I get into the city? So I got into San Francisco, go over to the Chase Center. Warriors game tipped off at 5.30. I got to that building at 5.40. Okay. Costa texted me at 5.40, texted me and Rosie and said, I just landed in San Diego. No way. He got an earlier yeah. flight. Um it's the wildest thing I've ever seen, Dave, because if you go to Pachanga Arena for a Gulls game, or I haven't been to enough Seals games to speak to it, but you get what I'm going to say. You walk around any major venue, and there's always guys, who needs tickets? Who's got tickets, yeah. right? This was 10 minutes after kickoff. I had 80 bucks cash in my pocket, and there was nobody. Really? 
Nobody was selling for a shitty team. Dave, two shitty teams, the Kings and the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. It just there's people walking around now. The cool thing that they have at uh, Chase Center. So there are no tickets available at the ticket window either. Like, but remember, what are tickets for the Warriors? Like two hundred bucks yeah. now, right? So we've all seen how they've done it at Social Bank Arena, where they've got the huge TV on the outside yeah. of the building. And the whole Jurassic Park thing. Well, Chase Center took it one step further. They have like cement stadium seating, like benches that go up directly across from the TV. And so you look and here's families and hanging out and people just reading a book or yeah. working on their computer. The game's on in the background. Beautiful Christmas tree. Like that venue you just go, wow, this is great. So was it freezing? No, it was colder in San Diego last night than it was in San Francisco on dude, Sunday. Dude, it was cold in L.A. on Sunday. I mean, coldest I've ever been at a yeah. sporting event. Uh, right at, there? No. Nope. Fuck, in L.A. I was freezing, man, the entire time. No problem at the Raider game. No problem out walking around uh, the city that night. So I said to a guy, just kind of like a security guy, I go, hey, where's the uh, – there's got to be a sports bar right here, yeah. right, to just go and watch the game and get a bite to eat. The guy goes, nope. They literally dropped that place, built that place in the middle of an industrial park. Yeah. And there's nothing there. Wow. So if you go, I mean, again, Pachanga, you can go to Chili's, you can go to Chick fil A, you can Dude, go right in the parking lot. Right. All the Bay City yeah. Brewery, all those places that are around there. LA Live, we know that. I mean, Honda Center, yeah. there's shit around. Dude, there was nothing there. I had to get back on the trolley. And go back to Oracle Park just to get a burger and beer and watch part of the game and be able to catch my flight and get home. That's interesting. But, yeah. I mean, insanely cool venue, but nobody there is selling tickets. Somebody said, yeah. I wonder if it's right, if the cops are watching. I have no idea. Yeah. But nowhere to even go. Like, Joe Barry Carroll should have a fucking restaurant there. <laughs> Joe Barry Carroll. <laughs> what the hell? And, uh,. <laughs> Uh, where's run TMC? Oh yeah, no but, shit. But yeah, but then back home and everything. But yeah, man, it was uh, it was great. And here's the other thing I'm gonna I'm gonna put right out there. Okay. Um, really good friend of mine works for the Raiders, and she came by and she had two game day pins. Yeah. From yesterday, I'm gonna send one to Rosie. That's cool. Yeah, because he didn't play a part in ignoring my yeah role in that day. Yeah. And Mike shows up with two game programs that he got from the press box. Does he give Rosie one? No, he kept them both both for himself. <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> so, what Rosie. A, what an asshole. Yeah, I'm going to send Rosie one of the game pins. Uh, final Good game. For you. It says, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Oakland. Uh, final day. Rosie will get that. Oh, my gosh. And Mike will get, uh, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. All right, look, I gotta, I'll, I gotta tell you about this Charger thing real quick. What right. the fuck, dude? I should have gone to that Viking. <clears throat> oh my gosh, dude! It was whole thing was all purple. I mean, the, the, the entire right. Uh, oh, dude, it was, it was insane. The, the fans that showed up, which is cool because again, I there's so many guys I know that like the Vikings. Mm -hmm. You know, my buddy Brian, you, Ryan Barkley, all you guys, huge Viking fans. I mean, no, no, like, hey, the Vikings are cool because you're good right now. You guys are lifelong Viking fans. Mm -hmm. 
and they they do this gold chant, which was awesome. Unbelievable! That was that was cool. the The Steelers were insane. The Vikings might have impressed me more as far as fan bases go. Damn! I don't think honestly, I don't think there were eight Charger jerseys in that fucking place. That one picture that Sam Farmer tweeted out. Yeah. They were all the purple, and that guy's sitting there with his arms folded, all miserable yeah. in the powder blue. Dude, it was like that for the Steelers, but I think the Vikings actually did even a better job of it. Um, first of all, it was, it was fucking freezing. The Chargers have fucked this thing up. Like, we always knew the Chargers were cheap and took yeah. cut corners. I know people don't care you know, media what happens to the media, but traditionally this is what happens. You show up to a game, they feed you before a game. Mm-hmm. It's not great food, we know. Just something to put in your stomach. Then they add... When the games were here at, at uh, Qualcomm, they used to bring out OGs mm-hmm. and a hot dog. Your choice was either to take a slice of pizza that they would cut in half. So you didn't even get a full slice of pizza. They'd cut that in half, remember? Yeah. Thin as fuck. Or a hot dog. You had to choose one or the other. Shitty stadium hot dog. It was horrible. Okay. Whereas I hear if you do the Rams games, dude, full buffet before, full buffet during the game, full buffet yeah. after. They feed you three times like ridiculous food. Chargers completely fucked this thing up, man. It's it's the food's terrible. The the hot dogs, dude, like the ends were cut off. They're cold. The chicken strips are cold. Everything's cold. They never have water. They have no ice. They just, I mean, there's nothing they can fucking do to get it right. They don't care. They just right. don't care. And again, it's not a it's not a big deal, but that's just the way it is. I always think when people come, Minnesota uh, PR guys thought it was a joke. Every team comes in, just thinks this is the worst in the NFL. Not the stadium, but the the Chargers as an organization. Yeah. Just the cheapest motherfuckers on the planet. And you, you go through the whole thing, and I look <laughs> I look over to my left at one point, and there's this guy just fucking just puking, you know? Like the, like the guy I saw. How yeah. do people do that? I, I have no I looked at uh, Charger fan or Viking fan? No, no, no. It was a media member. Oh, my gosh. Just puking his eyes out. And and I look to uh, the guy next to me who you met, works yeah. at Mamblebee Network. I go, dude, you're right. The food shit. This guy can't stop throwing up. And, and it was just it was just crazy. And then here's the mistake I make all the time. And you and I compliment Marty all the time. Marty is a really hard worker, good producer. She's good at what mm-hmm. she does. She's loyal to her show. But fucking Marty, who we've known forever and everybody's known her, mm-hmm. you can't have a conversation with Marty. I'll, literally, I'll say, hi, how are you doing? Because it's just a habit. Yeah. So I'm look. At my, I'm looking down. I'm taking my computer in my back. I look up. Marty's right in front of my face, and I go, "Hey, Marty. Good morning. How is Philadelphia?" She fucking keeps walking. What the fuck? And hey, I, listen. And, I'm gonna tell you this. Yes. If you're that fucking miserable in your life, yeah. go be fucking miserable somewhere else. I swear to God. Everybody fucking kisses her ass. Life is too fucking short to deal with miserable people. Yeah. Don't ever say another fucking word to her for as Dude, long as and you I, live. And I've made that determination to Don't myself. Don't ever say another and it fucking just, word it just, to her. As soon as I did it, and she just kept walking, and I was like, all Holy right, Marta, go fuck yourself. You work at extra. Yeah, I Calm mean, the fuck down. It's just ridiculous. It's just fucking insane. I know, I it's swear been like God, this dude. for years, by the way. For years, I, I'm not with, with a lot of people, Fuck but that. I'm the idiot that keeps fucking saying, how you doing? And yeah. I fucking hate it because you immediately you go right through my mind going, fucking Jeff would punch me right now for saying, how are you I, doing? I haven't, listen, I, I've never, I don't, I just don't say hi to her because yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't need her to say anything. It just seems I don't, strange. my life's like, I don't wish anything yeah. bad on her. I don't have any ax to grind, but people that just go through life fucking miserable can be miserable over there. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I don't care what makes you miserable. I don't give a yeah. fuck what makes you happy. Dude, you're 100% Stop saying right. hi to her. Oh, I, Jesus didn't, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to. It's well, you habit. did. You say move it. Look, I didn't have to tell you the story. I'm just telling you what happened. I just, okay? Listen. I fucking stepped in it. 
I'm Holy not. Fuck. But it gets worse. Oh no! What happened? <laughs> All right. So so uh, it, uh, the the Chargers are are fucking horrible. We all know, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're just, they're just fucking terrible. I mean, I don't even know what you think. If if you were the Chargers, they have two games to go. Would you play Philip Rivers? What would you do? Uh, you, you can't end the streak, correct? Yeah, end it. He's done. Do you do you do a fuck you on the way out? Yeah, I mean, against the Raiders, they aren't going to sign him. I mean, do you see? Do you have anything in Tyrod Taylor? What do you do, dude? I, I, listen, I'm the wrong guy to ask because what? I really don't give a shit about that team. Yeah. I don't have any emotional connection to it. He was fine. I always liked when he was on the show. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, that, I don't know, Dave. Honestly, I don't know. It's easy for me to say end the streak. I mean, the Giants did it. Yeah. The Giants did it to a guy who won two Super Bowls. What Rivers win you? That's true. That's fucking true. I mean, it's he, he's, he's just really bad, man. I yeah, mean, I Anthony mean, it, Lynn's borderline out, right? He should be. I mean, this was the first major ass kick, and they took the whole year. Every oh, other yeah. loss they had was seven points or less. This one was twenty nine. I oh. mean, the Vikings just just fucking destroyed them. Yeah, and they just they're just a horrible team, and the and fan listen, base doesn't the Vikes, care. The Vikes are good. They're not great. No, the Vikes are not the Ravens. They're not the Niners. They're good. Yes, very up and down. Um, but yeah, they smoked them. All right. So how to get worse? All right. So. Uh, so I got to go in the Viking locker room to get a guest for the post game show. Okay? okay. So, you know, I call the ESPN. I go, who do you want? They give me a list of like four guys. And I'm like second guy that's going to walk in the locker room. And the guy in front of me says, Hey, turn around. And I look behind me and there's more media than I've ever seen for a game at StubHub or dignity health or whatever the fuck the stadium's called. Okay. And, um, I'm like, shit, it's going to be really fucking crowded in there. It's already small. The locker room's the size of my garage. I mean, you got yeah. 53 players plus coaches and everyone else as it is and guys who are doing all the shit in the locker room. You're like, it's, it's claustrophobic. Now you're going to bring all these assholes in here and you aren't going to be able to move. Yeah. So I'm like, I, fuck, I got to grab somebody. I'm going to grab the first big name player I see. I don't care basically what ESPN wants. I'm going to grab someone. So I'm going to grab uh, Harrison, Harrison Smith. All nice. Right? Favorite player on the Vikings. I, yeah. I was, I was. A, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I was a fan of his when he was at Notre Dame, and uh, and I'm waiting for him to get done talking to a defensive coach. And I look over to my right, and there's a guy on the Vikings, and uh, Hunter's his last name. Okay, and and Danell Hunter. Yes, Danell Hunter. And he I going look to the Pro Bowl. Yes, great player. And I look over to my right, and I see Hunter on the locker locker. Then I turn back around, and Harrison stopped talking, and I go. Hey, Hunter, you got a second? And I called oh, him Hunter. Oh, shit. And he just goes, well, first of all, my name's Harrison. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I know. I know. You know, but he, dude, it was like, God dang it. I've never done that ever. I called him by the wrong fucking name. And then he fucking dot calls me out. He goes, I'll do it after I get out of the shower. There's no fucking way he's going to do no it. No way. Not going to do it. So I was like, ah, fuck. I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed about it right now. I think it'll bother me forever that I did that, especially the guy that I like watching play. And uh, and I grab uh, I grab Irv Smith Jr. Sure, who played with Josh at Alabama. Yeah, which was cool. He caught the first touchdown pass of the game, and I said, "Irv, my son Josh played at the Alabama. My, Josh, my boy. You oh, know, nice, super, nice. What's he up to?" And he's like, "Fuck, you guys look alike, you know." And, nice. and he, he was nice. he was cool as shit. He came on, he did did the whole thing, and then I got the fuck out of there. Ran into our, your boy Kurt Sandoval. Yeah, and uh, it, was, it was great catching. You know up what? With him. I have to say this yeah. after hearing that story. Yeah. I publicly apologize to Marty. I think she <laughs> knew. Yes, I do. 
I am sincerely You're a sorry. Public apology. I am. I was really frustrated with the way she treated you, but you know what? Goddamn. She knew that you were going to go down there yeah. and embarrass San Diego media by calling a pro baller the wrong name. And she Fuck. Didn't have, she gave you Del Harris. Goddamn, Marty, that's on me. Damn it. I'm sorry I got emotional. <laughs> and if you hold it against me, I don't blame you. She gave you Del Harris. What the fuck are you doing to my team? Uh, Called the guy the wrong name. God, I couldn't believe it. You I deserve to be disrespected. And he's just like, well, first of all, my name is Harrison. <laughs> fuck. I know. I know. Why do you think she's so sad? I don't know why she's like that. She's just super intense all the time. I have no idea. But when I see someone I know, I always ask them, how you doing? It's just normal to me. But then I fall for it every time where I've said to myself, I'm not going to address her. And that did it anyway. We talked about Josh Rosenberg. Rosie did yeah. my favorite thing ever when we went to 1090. And he goes, watch what I'm going to do. So we just all came in on the same day and he went and hugged her. Yeah. Hey, Marty, it's great to see you. Now, today, with everything going on, you can't do no. shit like that. I'm glad. Um, but he obviously didn't mean it yeah. anyway, but just, and Marty just was like, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't hear, I don't hear, I check in on Woods for his bullshit. Um, I wanted to say to Mike, I feel like they, something has happened with this signal. And because there were, I used to be able to get that show into Carlsbad. Yeah. Dave, I can't anymore. No. I really can't, but what are you going to do, right? Anybody who's worked there, and Mike's been there the longest of any of us. Mike's yeah. been there since day one. Dude, you just get sick of hearing about it, right? So you just don't even bring it up. But um, I can't hear Darren, even if I wanted to check in when he was at the Winter Meeks, because you just can't hear it in Carlsbad at no. all. And even during the day, like, I get it when the, the sun goes down. But um, I feel like I'm so out of the loop on San Diego Sports Talk that I, I There's really... not a lot going on, though. I mean, the Padres aren't playing. They aren't making moves. Yeah. I mean, you know, San Diego State basketball's ranked, but i tell you what, college basketball's not what it used to be. One, right. And, and I, some guy yelled at me yesterday, but he, here's the deal with San, with San Diego State. They don't play anybody. Well, I like the guy yesterday on Twitter, uh, Twitter yeah. who wrote to you, but then tagged like four of us, uh, unfollow. I was like, well, none of us follow you. <laughs> Like, like the funniest shit I've ever seen, and I've I've gotten away from it. Yeah, but there was a guy yesterday who said to you, you know, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, so I'm not even gonna address your comment. And I'm like, well, that's kind of how I feel looking at you, asshole. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? And then I'm like, oh, don't even bother. Oh my god, guy's gosh. got. 41 yeah. followers. It's always that way. It's always 41. Hey, you're like, there's more people on the goddamn trolley yeah. than there are paying attention to this guy. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And so you're just like, just mute the guy out. Move no on kidding. with your day. But yeah, I like the guy yesterday who wrote, unfollow. I was like, <laughs> none of us, like, what is that? Like, I just am going to put my pen down at the office. I got to go, guys. See ya. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. What's going on? What's going on? Tomcat21 just told me he's out. I lost him. Fuck. Don't sit there with your mouth open staring at me. That guy's had an itchy trigger finger. Fucking asshole. I'm like, I love that that guy just hit send on that. Yeah. Like, yeah, now what? Yeah. yeah that's knuckles. what he did. That's exactly what he did. And I'm like, that had, I just wanted to write to him. Hey, just so, just so everybody's clear. 
That had zero impact on me. <laughs> None. Everybody. Just so we're all on the same page. I I've never thought of you. I've never wondered how your Christmas or your Hanukkah shopping's going oh because I'm politically correct. <laughs> I've never wondered like, hey, who's this guy's favorite Super Bowl? He's probably a Bruno Mars guy. Never thought it. <laughs> so for you to hit unfollow, I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> You're some dipshit walking around. You probably got cargo pants yeah. on, right? And I want to tell you the other thing. A lot of other people, other than just me and Dave and whoever else was yeah. on that chain, there were like nine of us. I checked them like, what is this even about? I don't even know how I got drugged into this thing. We're not the only ones who think no. you're a douche. No, you haven't You haven't missed anything. By not catching Mike or whatever else, you haven't missed anything. I mean, you and I are listening, I think, for Padres. Like, I always want to hear what Ben and Woods are going to say about pods and, and the yeah. same with Gwen and, and same thing. I just want to know, let's talk Padre baseball. That's all I care about right now. And I'd love to see San Diego State win. I just don't think it's a championship team. Sorry, when March Madness starts, you're playing San Diego Christian in basketball. There's a kid right now in San Ysidro who we talked about yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Scored 77 points yeah. as a freshman. I'll take that. That guy's better than any fucking basketball player in the city, including anybody at San Diego State right now. Um, one quick radio note. And I don't know, a few of you may get this, depending on how many of you listen to Mason in Ireland. I think they still have people that listen down here afternoons. But Stephen A's show went away, so I don't know where they are now. I've been gone and a little out of the loop. But Mason and Ireland have been on 710 forever. When Dave and I worked for Fox Sports Radio doing college football Saturday, our producer was a kid named Greg Bergman. Yeah. And we met Greg. We had never known him. Uh, and I feel like, Dave, the three of us hit it off almost immediately from the start. Yep. And we found out later on that Greg was fighting MS. And, man, that's just kind of like going back to why we were talking about if Marty wants to be miserable, go be miserable. Yeah. I don't give a shit. We got a fucking kid. Single, yeah, he's a single dad himself. Single dad fighting MS that I'm like, dude, I'm much more fascinated by this guy. And uh, Greg was one of Jonas Knox and a, a few others over there that treated us really great. Don Martin was cool to us. Everybody at Fox was great during our time there. And Greg left Fox and went to ESPN 710. And you saw earlier this year, Dave went up there. Um, and did the podcast with Greg. He works on Mason in Ireland, and he's doing great. And today, news came out that he was named assistant program director for 710. Really cool. I Honestly, Dave, I tell you, and I, I know what you're saying. Uh, as a, I, You and me, we texted him today. I said, there's genuinely about four people in this industry that I give a shit about, and you're one of them. And I couldn't be more excited for a dude. And when he wrote back, and just said some really, really cool things to you and me that he's never said before. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And I just, good shit still happens in this business. It just doesn't happen that often. But when it happened for him today, a guy who really is, we always say friends are family and, and Bergie's family to us. I love that dude, man. I just, yeah. I, I genuinely with everything going on and 
some shit going on with people incredibly close to me and Dave right now, man. We were overdue for some good news. Yep. And that just... And listen, I'm going to say this too. I don't think I get enough credit for how many really good friends I have that are Jewish. Dude, you, you do have more Jewish friends than I have. Uh, right. Yeah. And they're all family to me. Yeah. And Bergy, look at my... You, yeah. Rosie, Bergman. Julie Brownman. Julie Brownman. All of them. Yeah. Family. <laughs> Katie Temple's not Jewish, but she sounds Jewish. A temple. Yeah. That's why I said to Rosie the other day, I go, you know what's, what's weird about John Butler? Yeah. Is I go, John is the guy, we all have friends that want to point out how many um, black friends they have, right? Glenn Geffner. A Glenn Geffner? Well, Glenn's not a guy. I but just he's, said, a, he's a Jew. Yeah. But the way you said it was, it made it sound like Glenn's pointing out how many black friends he has. <laughs> You, I've heard him do it. Why don't you calm down? Drops cheater on me all the time. Um, but I said, yeah, I'm a little concerned that John's John's trying to remind the world that even though he's miserable to Ed, um, he's, yeah. goddamn, he's not an anti-Semite because yeah. all of his, starting with you. That's funny as so. hell. But I just, uh, yeah, man, that made my whole day. Dude, so I got you, a couple more just jumped in my head. Lightner. Ted, yes. Ted's a close friend of yours. Yes. Dave Marcus. Dave Marcus, yeah. Look at that. It's great. Yeah. See? That's so damn funny. Uh, uh, but, but Greg, man, and I don't know how many of these he hears. I know he checks in, but I just, uh, I genuinely, you just go, fuck. Yeah. It reminded me of when of when Stephen Ben, no joke, got the job at 97.3 because they needed the phone to ring yeah. and the phone rang and you go, fuck yeah. That's that's good shit happening yeah. for good people. That's how I felt today. I know you felt the same. Oh, well, absolutely. It was, it was fa fantastic. Kaplan. There's another one God for you. Damn, you. Look hold you. him to the end. What are we doing? <laughs> Fuck is going on with Cap? Yeah, he's going to be like, is anybody going to mention me? How was I not first? God damn it, I brought you assholes into Sided? You're off. We just lost our Sided deal. Oh, my Thanks God. Thanks a lot. Oh we my just gosh. lost it. The fucking Elston. Oh, my gosh. All right. I, I want to ask you about Madison Bumgarner, but I, I want to knock these things out real quick. And we're going to do birthdays from the okay. 16th. And I, actually, I even looked a couple up for the 17th while okay, you were talking, ready. so I got Let's them go. all ready to go. All right. First, I want to mention uh, Brian Curry. Brian Curry, of course, selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's won a ton of awards here in San Diego. He's really good at what he does, and he's the guy you need to talk to, especially in today's market. When is the best time to sell? When, when's the best time to buy? He's familiar with all the communities here in San Diego. He knows this market better than ever, anyone else. Make sure you give Brian Curry a call. He's my real estate guy as well. 619 1588 619-251-1588. Well, at some point in 2020, I hope to be back in the market. I found out today that our court date got delayed again, our final one. Oh, my gosh. But you know what day it was going to be? What? It was going to be February 14th. Really? That's crazy said, as fuck. I said, I'm not fucking doing that. That's so insane. There was a couple of things that came up. Listen, everybody gets along great. It's all fine. Shit's drug out forever right now. It's a matter if it drags out again. But at a certain point in 2020, I'm going to be incredibly excited to get back into the housing market. And I was out last night. I said I was out with Katie Temple and our friend Bob. And we're over by Nunu's. And you're over. Well, we were in Nunu's. Yeah. But then when you're in that area, Dave, over by Bankers Hill. God, is that fantastic over there, right? Yep. And so many really cool neighborhoods, as much as we joke about neighborhoods where you wouldn't want to live, 
there are so many parts of this town where you could live. And if you said to Brian, hey, man, my credit's good, and I want to try to live in Lucadia. I want to try to live in North Park or Mission Hills. The great thing about doing it for as long as he's done it and as successful as he's been is he's going to help find you a place that meets your budget and more importantly, meets your needs. That's why you have to have a guy that knows what Brian does on your side. And Dave, for me, when I'm ready to go, I can't wait because I know what's usually a very stressful uh, operation is going to be incredibly painless, and you'll find out too when you give Brian a call. Absolutely. Also, Dan Williams has a big special for you. We told you it was coming up as the new year end approaches. Many people are making New Year's resolutions to get out of debt. Some of you will commit to making New Year's resolutions. Dan can help you make them happen. He can help you get on with your New Year's resolution, make them a reality. Listen right now. It's a Dave and Jeff listener. You can get a complete credit report run, a debt elimination strategy from Dan for free. That is free. Again, this is normally a $195 expense, but Dan's going to give you time until January 15th to make this happen at no charge. Make sure you give Dan Williams a call, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. I tell you what, man, I, I can't say it enough. There were days in my life when my credit score was awful. I think probably a lot of us, when you're a single guy, you get approved for a credit card, and then you're like, fuck yeah, we're going to Daryl's in Palm Desert. We're going to hit as many Thanksgiving buffets as we can get. And then all of a sudden, that bill shows up, and that 29 or 31% interest rate hits you. And you're like, well, fuck it. I'll just throw this bill away and act like I didn't see it, wink, wink. And then life goes on. You get older. Responsibilities increase. And somebody says at the bank or at the brokerage house, hey, this sounds great. You're approved for a house. All we have to do is run your credit. And it's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And if you're dealing with that right now, man, there are just times when you have to check yourself when you say, hey, did I do the right thing? And if you are able to do what I was able to do and rebuild your credit slowly but surely, and all of a sudden that credit score that used to be in the low sixes starts coming up and now it's in the mid sixes and now all of a sudden you break through 700 and you go whoa I'm, that's pretty cool you get to 740 to 780 and all of a sudden man 800 which is as high as you can get in the 800s becomes a reality it is just such a feeling of self-satisfaction and it opens so many doors for you that's why i really encourage you to take advantage of what Dan's doing, where you can get that complete credit report and, more importantly, that debt elimination strategy. All of it for free. Uh, you got to do this. You only have until January 15th, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Believe me, I followed so many of the ideas that Dan put in his book, and it gives you the confidence that even if, yeah, you go to Oakland or you have Christmas presents or car insurance, you have the strategies in place where you say, well, yes, I have the debt now, but by this time next month, I'll be right back at zeroed out. And it just allows you the uh, peace of mind to sleep at night. 858-688-6813. Also, don't forget Christmas just around the corner, about a week away. Taylor May Pools, the perfect gift for Christmas would be a family pool. Alan Taylor from Taylor May Pools, more than 20 years in San Diego. He can make your dreams come true, make your backyard a staycation. The perfect pool is just around the corner. Make sure you call Alan, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Man, I love it. Starting today, 
TaylorMade Pools offering a Dave and Jeff show $1,000 discount towards a full remodel. Are you kidding me? Now, I can't guarantee that Vero will be there at the grotto, <laughs> but you build a grotto. We'll see what we can do. All you got to do, call Alan or Stacy 619-449-4452. Uh, you're going to find them on Twitter as well, but they are going to have that incredible full remodel done. The automation, the grotto, check out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Look under the sponsor page. Uh, and just a quick note, uh, we love Alan and Amy over there at TaylorMade Pools. Their son, Gavin, is uh, fighting a good fight right now. We're just sending all the love that we can, not only on behalf of us, but everybody who is a part of this podcast. Uh, there are things, like I said earlier, when people are just in a bad mood, I don't have time for this shit anymore. I got real shit going on. Move aside. Step aside. And uh, for Alan, Amy, and everybody at TaylorMade Pools, uh, and and most importantly for our guy Gavin, we're uh, we're incredibly strong and in pulling for you. Love each and every one of them. They are family. Yeah, us. we love them very much. Here's the deal. I saw them. Uh, obviously, been in contact. If you listen to the last few podcasts, you knew something was going on. We've asked you to think about Alan and Amy. I asked Amy on Sunday in the hospital. I said, do you want me to mention it on there? Because right now she's at the point she goes, we need as many prayers as we can get. So she yeah. said, please mention it. So um, just to uh, break it down for you, Alan and Amy, um, Amy's son, Gavin, is on life support right now. And he, he's struggling. And he's in a coma. And obviously we think about him as, as for me as a coach. I've, I've known Gavin longer than I've known Alan and Amy. And then a great friendships came out of that relationship that had him as a player both in high school and both playing travel ball with uh, with the Bears. But um, it's scary. Anytime yep. your kid's not doing well, it, it's terrible. And you look at what, what Alan and Amy are going through, not sleeping at all and, and standing by this this uh, kid for over a week in the hospital. Amy told me on Sunday night, you can mention it on there. We'll Good. take as many prayers for people that will, will uh, give them out. So... Again, uh, Amy's son's on life support, and he, he's fighting the, the good fight. Some some good news came the last couple of days, so we want to keep it going in the right direction. And uh, if you're friends with them on social media, they're on Twitter at, at uh, T. What the heck? Teammate pools. Yeah, teammate so pools. Goddamn blind. At teammate pools, send them a, a note. Just send them a message. Let them know, uh, man. They are just every one of these guys that we talked about: Dan, Brian Curry, uh, Alan, Amy. They are just salt-of-the-earth good people that have really done an amazing job uh, of putting Dave and I back together on numerous occasions. This is kind of our chance to to try to circle around and help them. So many of you met them. You've got the TaylorMade Pool shirts, and uh, they're, just, they're just good people. So, yeah, if you could keep uh, Gavin in your thoughts and prayers and drop that down for Alan and Amy, we would appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Again, uh, Kyle Fluger does a great job with the website, so he can help you out as well. DaveAndJeffShow.com, also JakesProjects.org. Kyle, uh, Kyle's done a great job, and he'll do a great job for you. 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Uh, we are very, very excited to announce tonight uh, you know that we're bringing babesonprobation.com over, and now I pitched this to Kyle tonight, and he said, let's run with it. The Raiders are moving, and yeah. so starting in January is our hope, lonelyoaklandgirls.com. <laughs> uh, and if you're like me and you go, baby, you give me the ache, uh, it'll be great. 
Oh, my God. And we'll have all the lonely Oakland girls that don't have anywhere to go on Sundays. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, as an added bonus, all of this for free, uh, complete tour information for Lisa, Lisa, and Cult Champ. That is awesome. And if Full Force is on tour, we'll put their (laughs) stuff out there. Stevie B, Timmy T. Yeah. Who else is in that group? Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill. They're all there. The Gap Band. That is so funny. Uh, Everybody that ever listened... Uh, to what's our Art LeBeau? Yeah, the Art LeBeau Sunday Night Radio Show, and you know who I want to get in here before you get into birthdays. Uh, that just made me think of one thing. Somebody said to me the other day, "Who's the favorite guy that you met in radio?" I've technically never been in the same room with him, but I have exchanged text messages with him, and and we're friends on social media. And he invited me to come in when he was working here in San Diego. And I missed the opportunity to do it, and I'm going to hit him up because I may go up to L.A. and do it. I sincerely think Kevin Slowjam and James is one of the all-time... He Dave, he invented it. He invented that format. Yeah. He's such an incredibly nice guy. I don't think anybody ever realized that he's a white guy. He is so... Like, I told him, I go... Dude, you were one of the guys. If I would have ever thought, not that I could do that show, but he's just so great. He said, he just wrote me back. He goes, Jeff, come hang out. That's cool. Like, just come hang out. Yeah. And uh, if he's ever down in San Diego, I would love to have him coming in the garage because that is a guy beloved by artists, beloved by fans, and is uh, an icon. But when I was talking about all those and Art LeBeau, God damn, I never give a shout out to Kevin, but uh, my man Slow Jam and James, and he's still on, yep. crushing it. How, That's did, so great. Are you? Am I crazy? No, Dave? no, no. You're absolutely right. Hundred percent icon, and I remember telling you, I'm like, I, yeah. you remember? Yep. I came in, I'm like, dude, Kevin James just said I could come hang out. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Fuck. That's where you go uh, again. You just go fuck it. If, if you can't get along with somebody, this just yeah. means in any walk of life. This is no reflection on Marty. I'm just fucking around. But, um, like, there's just so many good people out there. And, yeah, that would be a guy. And we won't tell you who. All I'll tell you is my boy Dave. My boy Dave pulling strings over here. First month of January. Or uh, first month of January. I didn't know there's multiple <laughs> months of January. First part of January, I'm going to say this, Dave, and I'm going to ask you what you think. I'm going to say we're going to have an incredibly cool guest in here. Yep. And I may just leave that guest. Oh, I think we just leave that guest for Patreon. I'll just leave it for Patreon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fine with me. I think because there's a couple hundred of you that have been with this show that support this show that put five bucks out or eventually if it goes free it'll be a couple months down the line right now we put all the shows up within just a couple of days but the patreon guys you're so good to us we appreciate you so much you're a little little overdue for a bonus yes i think what um what we have planned and i full credit goes to dave for putting this thing together uh, when this guest comes in here and they're like, who the fuck is it this time? Nina Hartley? Have you got Lisa? No. You're going to like this one. Um, I, I think that's Patreon only for yeah. a while. I, I'll just sit straight out. If you're a Padre fan, you're going to want to hear it. You're goddamn right. It's the fuck. It's blooper. 
It's Doug Goosh. We tracked down the eye chart. And no, he's this coming is big. in. Yeah, we're going to like it. You're going to yeah. like it. And uh, pretty excited about it. So it, it's supposed to happen first part of January. And for all of you that have supported us on Patreon, it'll absolutely be for you. Absolutely. All right. That's uh, that, that, that's good news. That, that's really cool. All right. Got to ask about Madison Bumgarner real mm-hmm. quick. I, I texted you on Sunday because I knew you were at the Raider game that Madison signed with the Diamondbacks. Number one, are you surprised it was Arizona? And two, are you disappointed it wasn't the Padres? When you saw the report today that it had been told to California teams it's going to have to be five years, $100 million to yeah. offset uh, the no state income tax in Arizona. Uh, they weren't the only they weren't the only team that yeah. passed on them. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want him here. I told you from day one, I did not want him here in San Diego. I did. Yeah, I, I know you did. Yeah, I wanted but I him didn't. here, but I, not I, but not five at a hundred. And yeah, I mean that's what. But when you saw what other guys were getting, you kind I of figured it. it was going to be a hundred. I got it, but it's it's more the five year deal yeah. that you look at. and You go, dude, the it's going to hurt the way that contract is stacked up. And you're a Diamondbacks fan, and as he gets older, and that money is bigger and bigger right. in the years where he's the not buyers. producing, you're going to want to throw up. Yeah, I I looked at that. Um, I'm a little shocked. Maybe the Twins didn't jump in on that. Yeah, but I think I he wanted to hit. Everyone kept saying he wanted well, to stay in the National League because he wanted to hit. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, we were chatting with your buddy Rob from Sirius, who made a great yeah. point that if you're a pitcher, do you really want to go throw? I, don't know, I mean, the Cubs have been able to get guys. It's just as bad in Chicago. But it may be one of the reasons why the White Sox struggle, why the Twins struggle to get free agents to go up there. Um, no, I think it'll be interesting to watch him in Arizona yeah. because the baseball can do some different things down there. Um, but no, I wasn't heartbroken that the pods didn't jump in at that. Here was the interesting stat. I don't know the exact numbers, but Bumgarner's ERA uh, playing in San Francisco was high twos. His ERA outside of San Francisco was mid fives. Wow, pretty fucking high, you know. Yeah, uh, I I liked him. I like the idea that a guy with his piss and vinegar. Yeah, we all like that part, right? Yeah, because I believe that it would have had an impact if Will Myers fucks something up, if Machado's not doing it right. Yeah. If uh, and I look, man, if he's still here, that's where you go. We'll put Bumgarner with Austin Hedges. That's a pretty good matchup. If you if Hedges is still your guy, then Dave, then then maybe Hedges works a little bit on that ERA. But again, that uh, doesn't get away from the main point that it would have been five and a hundred to get it done. And no, that for me is not uh, not heartbroken by that. Good for him. Yeah, I like him. But it, I I, I would have liked. I figured that grit would have been a good uh, good trickle down thing. I think Paddock would have learned a lot in that situation. I think. Uh, Luke Casey, I think if he's here for that time, the impact that he would have had on a Mackenzie Gore. Yes. Um, I think for Mejia, uh, right? And I just think the – I think what he would have brought to that clubhouse would have been good, but I would have liked it at three at 60 much more than five at 100. Uh, it's funny. Garrett Cole, we're watching MLB Network's on right next to us. But uh, yeah. Garrett Cole tomorrow is going to be introduced as a Yankee. Yeah. Does he come in clean-shaven haircut? I, I he has to, huh? It, uh yeah, tomorrow yeah. he's gonna. They look all like, did. I mean, right? Randy Johnson, Jason Giambi, they all yeah. had to go through the whole process. Looking like a little dork. Looking like <laughs> a little dork. He's gonna lose all that intimidation. That's it. All these guys are gonna look at and go, "Look at this guy." Yeah, Jerry Mathers. Yeah, look who's getting a bar mitzvah. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> all right, I got five names for you. God, I'm nervous. Let's go. All right, here we go. Even though he's dead, Frank DeFord. Oh, Frank. He DeFord. died two years ago. 
You need another nose breather yes. like Chris Ello. <laughs> um, but Ello's still alive. Frank DeFord, I'm going to say, would have been... Boy, this is... I, I'm trying to think of how long he's been gone. He's been gone since 2017. Okay, I'm going to say Frank DeFord would have been 89. 81. Shit, my yeah. apologies, Usually you don't Frank. risk by that much, but yes. Yeah, it was off. And Frank DeFord was worth, wrote a lot of books, $13 million. $6 million. God damn. Who fucked Franco? <laughs> he probably lost it all on the national. Oh, God, what a great paper. Okay. We, we enjoyed it. William the Refrigerator Perry. William the Refrigerator Perry um, is going to be 60. 57. Is that it? That's it. Shit, the fridge is worth $147,000. It's funny. You might be right because two things show up when you look it up. It either shows up $10,000 or $2 million, mm. depending what you look up. But you're, I don't know what the hell he is. We knew he had financial problems before. Yeah, I'm going to say he's worth, I mean, you don't see him much. Yeah. I'm at these card shows all the time. Yeah. I never see fridge signing. Uh, I'm going to give fridge the benefit of the doubt. Go with We're the $2 million? $2 million. Nice. That's nice of you. All Thank right. Thank you. Billy Ripken. Billy Ripken. Wow, that's a great one. Um, Billy Ripken, 52. 55. Shit. Okay, how much is he worth, and then how much is his brother worth? Oh, I like this. Billy Ripken at 55 is going to be worth $8 million. $1 million. Come on. That's what it says. <coughs> he's on MLB Network all the time. He's got to be doing, I mean, not that he's making yeah. a million a year. It says he's worth $1 million. How much is his brother Cal worth? Cal has got to be worth... Um, well, we're depending Remember, the on, money's different than now than it was then. Yeah. Cal's going to be worth $25 million. $75 million. Damn. All right. December 17th. Here we go. Since this is what we're doing the show, I got two of them for you. All right. You'll like these two. Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. Shit. I should know this one. I really don't have a clue. I'm going to really? say Manny is... Uh, say Manny's 43 today? 41. 41. Okay. How much is he worth? Oh, God damn. Manny's got to be worth. Shit, is he worth one hundred and forty? He's worth one ninety. Hundred ninety million. Yep. Damn, love him. What a singer. <laughs> Last one, Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. It's another good one. Chuck Liddell today. I'm going to say is forty nine. Fifty. He is fifty today. And I'm going to say Chuck is worth uh, $3 million. $14 million. But there's no fucking way. <laughs> if he's I... worth $14 million, he doesn't fight Tito last year. <laughs> That's what it says. It says he's worth $14 million. So those are uh, those are the five for today. But those those last two I gave you, Packy and Liddell, those are actually December 17th. All right. We were scheduled for Thursday to do the next show, but I have a Christmas party. Jesus, you're busy. That starts at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Are you around tomorrow night? Yeah, where am I going? All right, we may knock out another one tomorrow night. All right. Because that takes the pressure off me of having to stay sober at the Christmas party. <laughs> uh, if you, Hey, just a reminder, okay? If you drink at the Christmas party, Uber's just a tap away. I had a great Uber, right? When's the last time you were in an Uber? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I can't remember. Man, I, I'd I, be in the last year. Yeah. Ask the Uber drivers about people. I, I was telling the guy who picked me up at the airport. Uh, about the guy puking all over himself at the Raider game, yeah. so he was dying laughing. And I go, man, do you get people here in my? And he had a man. His car was so clean, yeah. right? I was, I, I always compliment him. I'm like, damn, dude, your car is so nice. It's clean. 
because you can tell they take pride in it. And he goes, shit, I had these girls 21st birthday like two weeks ago. He's like, as soon as she got in, I told her friend, she's bad. She's bad. And he's like, oh, no, she's going to be fine. And he goes, we're like 10 minutes in. She's yakking out the side all over. Oh, Jesus, man. But he's like, I dinged her. Yeah, good. You have to. Yeah, you do. People are just dicks. What like, happens if you get dinged for puking in a car? Does it get like 100 bucks? What is it? I don't know. Like, I, I didn't ask. Yeah. I, I don't know what the... Uh, I don't know what the fine is. Have you ever had anybody throw up in your car? Uh, no. Well, Cade. Yes, and your kids probably have. Yeah, my kid fucker. <laughs> Here's like two. Um, <laughs> remind him of that tomorrow. He gets in. Hey, try not to puke all over my car. He'll be like, what? Oh, now you don't remember when you were two? Oh, okay. Mr. Selective Memory. You're like, what? No, I've never had anyone puke in the car. Thank I don't goodness. Think so. No. Josh barred my car once, and uh, oh he, yeah, he had like three girls puke in the car. Yeah, I, I remember pissed. that. Yeah, yeah, it's about the closest he ever got to getting tased. <laughs> uh, but that's it. How about this chick, real quick, Ellen Adair? Yeah, she's on. Do you know who she is? No, never heard of her. I guess she's on a couple of Showtime shows today. Have you seen the clip from this earlier today? No. So there's, uh, we're watching, Dave's got MLB Network on in the garage, and goddamn Brian Kenny says, hey, Bob Nightingale reporting that there have been talks between the Dodgers and the Red Sox about maybe a Mookie Betts deal. And he says to this actress, Ellen Adair, what do you make of that? And she's like, well, Bob Nightingale's the same guy who said the Phillies were in on Rendon, so... Maybe we just leave it at that. Really? She oh, took a she, shot. She took a shot. I love it. Laid Bob out. I love it. That's so uh, fucking good. All right. So thanks to everybody, and we will probably see you back here tomorrow night. Okay. Good deal. All right. Good night, everybody. So let